Welcome to the Earn Your Guns podcast. Where gear is cool, training is cooler, but being based in moral philosophy is what is best in life. Today we're talking with Mark, who maybe you've consumed some of his content on social media through growing up guns or living long, dying well, which has been kind of quiet for a while. But Mark, why don't we start off there and just tell us a little bit about, about your pages and how you ended up starting those. What uh, what prompted you to do that? Uh, okay. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, so we, we were coming back from, I think it was, it was in 2014. Uh, it was, I think maybe the Paul Gomez Memorial thing. Uh, conference and uh, Claude Werner and I were in the car and we were just talking about stuff and we were just shooting ideas off each other and somehow I entered my mind that this was short I was still going through treatment uh, for cancer at the time and so I was like well if I don't get to get old enough because I'm gonna because if I die I won't get to show my son all this cool shit I'm doing so I'm gonna start documenting useful and relevant things for myself, for, for myself as a dad, for what I'm doing with him, but also just general, you know, just philosophical ideas, self-defense ideas, health ideas, like just kind of get this stuff on paper. And then in the process of documenting that stuff, share it with my ultimate, I mean, I, my friends at first, you know, all, all the people in the training community that I know. And then over time, it, it leap, leapfrog, dominoed out and uh, just by word of mouth, you know, got, I have like 15 or 19,000 followers. I don't know exactly. I kind of lost track of it, but just a, a slow documentation of useful violence-related and self-defense-related stuff, information. That's my pages. Uh, the Living Long, Dying Well one is kind of tangential to that because with the cancer thing, I'm like, well, if there's any levers I can pull to not have to go through that again, like, you know, obviously there's genetic components to all this stuff, but there's clearly lifestyle components to it. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, which was... It's like a, it's a blood cancer. It's most likely genetic, uh, primarily. That's not to say there aren't uh, lifestyle factors that can help or hurt that. So um, in the process of that, I kind of started geeking out on health stuff. And then we started going down, you know, vitamin D and, and um, you know, oxidation of oils. And so, like, you know, you just kind of get these two paths, this violence and self-protection path and this health and longevity path. And that's kind of the two different two different routes I took. So that's that. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious then what the uh, health lifestyle portion of, of that as you've moved forward with your life. I mean, ju- you know, just off your pages, I can tell it's a lot, a lot of time and effort you put into making sure you're putting truly good stuff into your body. Like what, and maybe there, maybe there isn't one thing. So I'll say what, what, what are some of the things that are huge, like, huge detriments to health um, that seem to be regular lifestyle choices. Yeah, like for most people, you mean like in general out there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like for example, like the one I, the one I would point to is like how ridiculously prevalent glyphosate is in yeah. pre- pretty much everything you consume. Yeah. It seems to be rather than like, like, uh, Oh, I'm only eating wheat and it's causing gluten. Like maybe, maybe some, uh, but it's even the more prevalent and invasive things like life, like glyphosate, like food storage and all these like microplastics and <clears throat> endocrine disrupting chemicals in the food and water supply. 
um, fragrant, the book called um, Estra Generation by uh, Dr. Anthony J is all about this. And he was on tracking on this in like 2017 or 18. And he wrote, he wrote this book about it. And so I kind of got on that relatively early and I was like, okay, there's, this stuff is everywhere, pervasive and constantly around us. And so I think it's just constant trickling of these toxins that just kind of keeps the baseline level of inflammatory stuff in your body up. Um, and over time that stuff gets out of whack and then you go down this, these weird, these weird paths of weird diseases. So I think, I think that book is the one I would, that's the place you can get all that information pretty, pretty concisely. It's a good book. Awesome, man. Um, so oddly enough, <clears throat> you know, you think of, uh, you know, the social media and stuff like that. Um, you know, you think guns are pretty controversial or whatever, but, uh, actually it sounds like you've caught more, uh, more flack and bands over like the health related stuff, right? Yeah, man. On, on for about, I was yeah, I was banned thirty days at a time, like four times in a row between twenty, you know, twenty and twenty one, uh, just from posting stuff about vitamin D and stuff about um, like the Philippines was doing like nasal nasal rinses to keep the you know nasal the stuff from embedding in the you know nasal back uh, viruses and stuff. Anyway, it's like this stuff shouldn't have been controversial, and yet that was the thing they went after the most. Although I have. They keep, they keep thinking I'm selling guns on Facebook when I'm just posting photos of, of Smith and Wesson's well, yeah. press release, yeah. but that's its own thing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the health stuff, it's, it's a lightning rod too, man. I, I was surprised. I was like, oh, how is this? This is PubMed, dude. This is like people are posting these things that are research, you know, guys, and they're, it should be, it should be available. Like, but they didn't want it out. So they didn't want it. Wild. Wild. That's wild, man. Yeah. Like I said, you know, Guns and violence, that's par for the course, man. But, like, yeah. but health stuff, really? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, especially when it is, like, like, published medical documents, right? It's not like, yeah. you know, cra cra crazy, uncle, crazy Uncle Larry's, you know, medical theories on his. Yeah, I'm not reading off the Dr. Brown you know? bottle about, like, it's like, dude, it's not, it's not wackadoo stuff. It's, it shouldn't, have, it shouldn't yeah. have been considered that anyway. So that, I, learned a lot, I learned some lessons on that just in general about how things work, as it were. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, actually, I feel like we should go back uh, since it is kind of the subject of this podcast. How did you come to get into uh, to training and stuff, and what's your what's your perspective about it? Yeah. Okay. Good question. Um, so, when I was 22, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma first, and while I was recovering from chemo, I started finding training videos. Like, actually, James Yeager his videos, fighting pistol videos, his very early before he was Jaeger, I'm going to shoot every, you know, that whole guy. Uh, I love him by the way, rest in peace. But I started watching his videos like, Oh dude, you can learn how to do that. Like you can go pay money and go learn to shoot guns like that. And I was like, that seems rad. I go, when I get better, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Tennessee and do that. So I did, you know, I did. That's what I did in 20, 2007 is I think when I first took fighting pistol and it might've been in Atlanta. They, I think they probably, hosted him here anyway so that was the first exposure and that was fighting pistol despite all the stuff about you hear about it is a tremendous like first exposure class it gives you a really good bullshit filter for um like mindset stuff priorities of not getting like i saw in your guys's profile about uh trying not to be obsessed obsessed with gucci gear and like getting away from the gear thing and how people have the you know the inversion of the uh 
you know, it should be on this pyramid, this mindset, uh, skills, tactics, gear at the top with just a little consideration for that, that feeds back in the other stuff, but people get a completely inverted spaz about the gear and then forget it. Anyway, I feel like fighting pistols is a good introduction to mindset for people that don't have that or want to develop it. Anyway, there's, there's a lot of people doing that kind of work, but that was my first exposure. And then I just kind of trickled through and I was like, okay, I didn't die in this first expo this first cancer thing. Now I have a little bit of self-protection. I'm like, I'm not going to let me, I'm going to keep honing this edge because if there's anything I can do to prevent being killed after I fought so hard, just myself, you know, the chemo just to stay alive, I'm going to do that. So like, I'm going to be dangerous so that I don't get, just get smashed on the street somewhere. So that's kind of my, that's kind of how I, it led me into that. And, and I just became a training junkie just because it's fun over time. So. Yeah, well, that's that's something uh, I I guess I wanted to you know hear your perspective about because it's like man you know I think that should be the point of this episode. It's like it's like living living intentionally yeah. <clears throat> because yeah. it's like it's like damn you did all that just to just to live like you know yeah, that and, gives, and, you, and, gives you a new perspective yes. on life. You, you don't want to squander that. You want to you don't want to get killed by you know. I don't want to get greased in a Walmart parking lot. You know, it just would be, a, it would be a silly waste of effort in my opinion. Um, and yeah, it's, and it's only mild. I mean, it's, it's somewhat useful to hear my story, but not really if you can't be actionable in your own life about it. And uh, I know we talked about this before, but I've, I got from this, this website called uh, barefoot FTS. It's out of now out of, out of business or whatever, but they had this cool chart. Um, it's just a spreadsheet with uh, 52 blocks wide, 80 blocks long, 52 being weeks in a year, uh, 80 being average lifespan of a human. And the idea is that you just fill out, you know, you print it out, you fill out where you are now age-wise, and then you find the week you're in age-wise. And then every week you just shade that box in. And, and I can't give you the experience of feeling like you're about to die, but I can give you the perspective of seeing this chart fill out week after week and seeing the blocks grow. And, oh, that's another line, dude. And like, you know, don't make notes or anything, but just fill a block out every week. And at the end of the week, say, what did I do to earn that block, man? What did I do to, was that block well spent, you know? And uh, if you do that for a few weeks, you'll get it kind of feel like this, almost like a guttural kind of a feeling, like the, oh, like a pulling feeling at your, like a little existential feeling. Like, okay, like that, that day, that week is gone now. And I, I'm not guaranteed the next block. So what did I do toward the goal? What did I do to make myself healthier, more dangerous, you know, better husband, whatever the, you know, did I do the thing I thought I should be doing that week? And if not, you got one more week to, you know, your next week's coming. So get get after it. Yeah. No, man, that's, that's really, uh, that's a good way of thinking about it. And, uh, it, it's like, man, you know, this, uh, I think that's a great message. Cause it's like, we're, we're not telling you what to be about. Just you choose, Yeah, but go do it. Yeah, you better. Yeah, you get. You better get after it, man. The clock's ticking. My dryer's done. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's it. It's something where I, I think that's what you know. One of the themes of our project here is like there are. I w I would say most most people got up today, and today is just going to happen to them, and that that day is going to repeat itself like. Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day yep. for you know eighty years, and then they're just gone, right? They, they, their existence from start to finish was pretty much accidental, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's you you can tell who who gets up in the morning and life is on purpose for them. Yeah. You have to live you have to live urgently. You have to live mm-hmm. urgently. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the perfect way to put that. Yeah, man. I uh, another thing that a tool for people that are listening, you know, that might want to like look into this stoicism is a good and not like you don't have to geek out and read and read meditations and like four other you don't have to go that deep you can there's a book called excuse me a guide to the good life um what's it called uh, practical stoic philosophy mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a good like introduction to that and i think that that book introduces a lot of concepts that are useful for the purpose of living urgently for the purpose of not wasting days uh, i wrote a I, I wrote a book review and that was a good book it meant that book was i've read that book at a good time for me but um i, I encourage that book to people um I actually have the excerpt here. I can I can read if you want to hear some of the exercises, like the practical uh, rubber hits. I know you got philosophy. I'm in the chat with philosophy bros. Yeah. I, get I get it. So if I'm if I'm way off, tell me. But these no. are um, feel free. Yeah, cool. Okay, these are excerpts from from that book, and why I think they're useful in in cultivating that live urgent live urgently type of mindset. All right. So let me see here. We should periodically pause to reflect on the fact that we will not live forever, and therefore that this day could be our last which will make us appreciate how wonderful it is that we are alive and have the opportunity to fill this day with activity. This is called negative visualization is kind of the, the, the philosophy point in this. It's like, what if I, you know, got in a car accident and I couldn't use my legs tomorrow? What if my kid got, you know, par- paralyzed in the pool tomorrow? It's not to dwell on these bad, the bad stuff that could happen. It's to say, well, that didn't happen today. Therefore, good deal. Let's, let's be happy about that and, and be thankful that no one got hurt and everybody's good today no one got diagnosed with cancer today cool let's you know excellent that's good negative that's negative visualization another one that's kind of useful for people uh for me was this idea of a trichotomy of control usually we hear dichotomy of things you can control things you can't control and the things you can't control you can't worry about the only thing you can control is what's going on in your head how do i feel about this but this trichotomy of control adds the things over which we have some but not complete control and that would be stuff like, you know, how much skill we can develop with a handgun, how, how good our fitness is uh, for in an emergency, if you have to drag somebody out of somewhere or lift something off of someone, you have some control over that, but you don't have complete control because maybe the car is too heavy for you that day, et cetera. But you can be working on those things in the background and, and improve yourself over time. Okay, here's where's another one. There's only like four of them. Be very careful about the goals he sets for himself. In particular, he'll be careful to set internal rather than external goals. His goals in playing will not be to win a match, but to play the best of his ability. So not, you know, not externally folk. I got to win this match, man. I go to this pistol match. I got to win it. But try to hit all alphas in your match and hope that that, you know, this time, last time I got a bunch of Charlies, this time try to get the alphas and keep the score up. Keep the goals internal to you, things you can control, not things that you have no say in. Because again, you, as you give up control, uh, you, you don't have control ultimately. So there's an element of fatalism there too. That's like, today wasn't my day and it was never going to be my day. My gunfight wasn't going to be my gunfight. I was going to lose it anyway, but you bring as much skill to the table as you can that day. I think that's a useful thing to have. Uh, let's do one more. Here we go. We should periodically cause ourselves to experience discomfort that would, uh, that would easily, that we easily could have avoided so that we harden ourselves against misfortunes that might befall us in the future. So this is the idea of self-denial and Aurelius talked about this, but like slave. You know, going on a camping trip, 
taking some jujitsu, lifting some weights, make yourself discomfort, you know, uncomfortable when you could have just been on the couch. That's also a way to just kind of get better in general and, and realize that when it's not, when you're not training, life's easy. When you're putting yourself through the ringer, you're developing your skill and you'll appreciate it more when you're not training, you know, when you're relaxing on the couch later, it's not all relaxing on the couch and shouldn't be. So anyway, that's, that's a good book. I recommend that book and stoicism is a good avenue to kind of get your mindset right about this, these topics, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I tried reading meditations and honestly, it, this is, this is a good summary. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I, it's a grind. So I, I <laughs> summary books and like practical <laughs> philosophy. I think that's more useful. Just let them, let them read that shit and then we'll, I'll just make it work. For yeah. Them. You know what I mean? Ex- exactly. Yeah. I, Listen, is that is that Ryan Holiday? Is that the? No, that's the Daily Stoic. I think. Oh, that's yeah, the, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm useful too, man. Like the you know even that the Daily Stoic uh, yeah. Yeah. page and stuff gives you a little uh, you know a little quote or something. It's like, and again, that's more digestible for people. It's a little more uh, exactly actionable, I guess. You know, if you yeah. don't really. If you don't really nerd out about this shit, some people it's do. Easy, yeah, it's true, and it's easier to read one one line a day and think about it for two minutes and then move on than it is to try to slug you know slug through a whole page of it and be like, what what is happening? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Pragmatic, just trying to get it get the useful stuff out and leave the rest, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which that's, that's a solid point too, man. Like, not everything is like, and this is a theme that I feel like just recurs constantly. It's the whole, um, you know. People love really binary things, right? Either or. Like, sure. but is it though? Or is it like degrees of things? Rarely, yeah. You know, Rarely. you have you have part of partially control over yeah. over this and that. You don't control the rest of it, but you have this. So so exercise what you do have. Right. Pull the levers you can pull. Absolutely. Pull the ah, I like that, man. Pull the levers. Yeah, the other thing with Stoicism, and I know our our friends over at uh, Arcadia Cognorati poke a little bit of fun at the Stoics, but it's all in, it's all in, you know, it's all in good jest. Put some MMA gloves on, and we'll see who sorts it out the best. (laughs) But I don't know them. I'm just messing. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) we've we've got an episode with them coming out here shortly, or it should actually it should be out when this episode drops. But they're awesome episode anyway. But with you know the the Stoics. I really think a lot of that's beneficial just, if nothing else, just to help temper some, some emotional reactions, right? Because that's, I mean, you look at like, look at like social media, huh? Get, getting angry reacts is what drives stuff up. Yes. Pe- people like that negative emotional reaction, right? They're on there for that fight. They're just... It's worse than tilting at windmills. They're on there fighting with random people from who knows where on the internet about stuff that probably really doesn't deserve an emotional reaction. Like, why why get your blood pressure up over this? Dude, I don't know, man. Yeah, I deal with that a lot. I mean, obviously, we deal with that a lot. Anytime you have a page where people can come and just spout off, they will. Like, they just will. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I related to the social media thing, I learned like in, tw- I was like writing these essays and you go my thing, go back to like 2014 through 17, 18. I was writing these long essays and posting them, like feeling really good about it, putting a lot of work in. And then I was like, Oh, this is a funny. Then I'd see like a funny image, a funny meme. And I just post it. And I would get like five times, to- I'm like five times the reaction. I'm like, Oh, okay. These people are idiots, but 
I understand what gets the what gets the the attention. So that's I kind of shifted gears on the, on the page of of like a lot of silliness and like just silly meme stuff. And then I would drop in some info in between hoping that like I could psyop them into like coming to the page and you know what I'm saying? So like those get, getting those angry reacts. And then when they come in like, there's 40, whatever I'm like, yeah, but then I'll, and then I'll leave a thoughtful response knowing that that dude's not going to change his mind. He's, he's an NPC behind. I don't, I don't know that guy. Like, I don't care about him, but the people that come and read him like, yeah, that guy, Wait, and then they read my saying, like, okay, well, maybe I can convince the onlookers. Like, if I can convince the onlookers of a of a intelligent, you know, thought, then that then that was worth the trouble of arguing with this idiot that's trying to get an emotional reaction out of me. So yeah, yeah, anyway, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's probably why we always got along, man. Because like I said, that was that was always my sort of what I tried to do over at the Enlightened EDC. There, man, I was like. I was like, man, like this conversation is for the benefit of like the audience watching. It's not for it's not for this idiot. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, talking. I'm not talking to him, man. Like, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna fix that guy. You're not gonna fix that guy. <laughs> but there's but there's someone on the fence in the middle. that's like, well, which guy is right? And then if you can be the more intelligent, cogent reply, that's how. I mean, otherwise, if if I didn't believe in that, then I wouldn't do this at all because it would just be a waste of complete total waste of energy. Uh, but I feel like it's worth. I feel like it's worth showing people the deal. I mean, as far as the deal as I know it, you know what I mean? Like, what's the right thing? I'll do my best to share that. And even if it's through having to argue with some dude that's just trying to be mad about whatever choice of words or choice of calibers or whatever. Okay, that's fine. I'll use him. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of like the philosophy here. It's like this podcast, every other part of this project. It's like, I don't, if if, if you're not into this and you just want to be, you know, contrarian or whatever like we're not talking to you yeah yeah i heard that on your early episode i was listening to your couple episodes (laughs) back and yeah that's basically what you said you're like cool man find somewhere else it's not i'm I'm not talking to you that's fine and i think you have to be that way you can't you simply can't please i mean we all know you can't please everyone but you just really have to accept the fact that you cannot please everyone and that this isn't for everyone so and that just is what it is yeah that that was something jake and i discussed and just accepted early on is like and it's, it was never it was never really the intent from the get-go anyway but this isn't going to be a some massive quote air quotes community right uh because it's just not we're, we're not doing a broad appeal project here um hopefully we can get get some good info to people through the podcast and other than that like i i expect more haters than supporters just yeah, with what we're putting out. Yeah, I mean, it's you're not broadcasting; you're narrow casting. You're like those are the guys I want to talk to. I want to talk mm-hmm. to. I'm talking to this narrow band of dudes that want, or you know, whoever that wants to hear this. So yeah, man, that's all you can do. You can't hope for. Otherwise, you would. It would just. It would be boring and dumb anyway to just try to please everybody. Yeah, you wouldn't get anything done. So good for you guys. Thanks. Yeah. Well, at this point, do we want to just uh, bust out the soapbox here? Let's do that. I think I think this is a good point for for the soapbox. Which, like like I told you, Mark, it's what's on your heart, what's on your mind. You, you can get as preachy as you want, but it's you know what what message do you want to get out to to the world? This is your opportunity. Well, to all the gun dudes. Um, you're much more likely to get bodied by a heart attack than in the in the Walmart parking lot. So I encourage you all to 
start looking after your heart and your body and get strong and get some cardio going and focus on that as hard as you focus on build drill times. And that will pay bigger dividends going forward than the time spent thin slicing those tenths and hundreds of seconds off a draw stroke. Um, pick up the big pieces where they are on the ground. Don't step over the big pieces to try to chase these little pieces around of incremental kind of meaningless degrees of precision or, or time and pick up, you know, turn over the big rocks, man. Fitness, health. Um, it's easy to eat better than you are now. Probably it's easy to lose 20 pounds. If you need, you know, if you prioritize that, you can do it. So yeah, man, just look after your body, uh, as a, as a general thing I can, I mean, and I can go into, it doesn't matter. I can go into whatever detail you want about any of that. Of like what, what I like for strength programs or it doesn't matter. I, I can talk about that stuff for a long time, but health, health should be first and everything else. Cause if we're, if we're being honest, we're doing this to preserve our lives. And if we're being really honest, the best way to preserve your life is to get healthy and, and maintain that. And, and the goal should be to live long and drop dead, you know, reduce the morbidity curve. So you're not have a long drawn out illness that stuff that you, you and your family suffer with for 20 years at the end, when if some lifestyle changes can compress that where you're just walking and you die in your sleep at, you know, 85, boom, that's what you want. That should be the ideal goal. Live long, drop dead. Yeah. Actually. So that's, that's kind of funny. Uh, it, it's a, it's a term I became aware of, uh, recently, you know, in, uh, in some studies and in a class or whatever, uh, talking about a health span, right? Not lifespan, but like not 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 how many years you live, that's, but like that's exactly the, the quality of life, you know. Right, right. Yeah, man, and uh, and we do get we do have a chance. We we have a say in that. It's not all it's not all up to fate. Um, we don't get a complete say. You know, we get to sure. All we get to control is how you know what we think in our heads. But our bodies are going to do what it's going to do. But you have to try. Uh, in my opinion, you should try because otherwise, man, you see everybody knows somebody that's had a long drawn out disease or you know, stuff like that, dementia, like all those things, a lot of these things have under, uh, have metabolic underpinnings that if we start in our thirties and twenties and we have that thought about the long game, we can start to get ahead of that stuff and, and probably at least mitigate a lot of it. And, and to the point that it's just a, a rapid decline at the end and you have a maximum health span uh, and hopefully the health span and lifespan are close, you know, they're, they're close to each other. So you don't have this end end game. It sucks, but uh, yep, that should be the goal, man. Live long, drop dead. Yeah, like, like, like you just said, those <laughs> people do seem to ignore those big rocks. Yeah, as you put it, like, you know, the 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 example I would use as like anchor this is like it's like talk, talking to cops about wearing seatbelts. Like, right. you've got you got the crowd that is super concerned about. Jumping out of their car as fast as they can, I guess. And then you got dudes like me who are like, "Well, just looking at the numbers, there have been more officers killed in car crashes than have been murdered in their squad car." So I'm gonna put my seatbelt on, yeah. right? And it's it is it's it's stuff like that. And I, I think I you're way in, way more into this than I am, but it's, I'm happy to hear what you have to say on this. But I, I feel like at People like people know, right? The the information's broadly spread enough at this point that they've got, even if it's not perfect, they've got a good idea of what healthy diet looks like, you know, what exercise looks like. But I feel like 
people get bogged down trying to eat too much of that elephant too quick. Yeah. Like, not... They, they can't accept where they're starting at. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got family where it's like, you know, the, the serious, you know, serious struggles with weight. It's like, just, it's, it's not, not going to be fixed tomorrow. Just yeah, just start just walking. Make your little, make your little interval yeah. changes, man. Like you ain't got to like, you know, don't let you know what is it? Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, right? Like mm-hmm. start somewhere, start where you're at. Anything worth doing uh, is worth doing poorly. What is right? If you, if 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 I don't feel like brushing my teeth and I just don't brush my teeth for like a week, it's going to be a bad time. But if I just go in there and I'm like, fuck, not today, and I just 30 seconds, it's better than nothing. Walking five minutes is better than 45 minutes of walking. Um, eating, you know, substituting, I mean, literally substituting a Diet Coke for a Coke is better than nothing. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Just do a little bit of it. Start. And uh, and as you get along, like, <clears throat> kind of kind of have to evaluate how you look feel and perform like is this diet working for me how do i look feel and perform based on when i started or when i made a change in the diet um so that's my ongoing kind of check back is how do i look feel perform am i flatter at jiu-jitsu and lower energy okay i need to up my carbohydrates a little bit or you know maybe try some honey and salt before like playing around with all this stuff but yeah man start small and uh it took it took time to get you where you are so be patient with yourself and and just go just go slow, but, but keep going, but keep going. It's not simple. No, it's simple, but it's not easy. Let's say it that way. It's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. I, I think, I think Jake's used that a few times on this show. Yeah. It's a good one, man. Yeah. I feel like I'm saying that all the time, man. Yeah. It's not yeah. easy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, that maybe is our de facto model motto. <laughs> for this project, yeah, man, these problems are well established. The, the health and the health stuff, the the violent stuff, it's all pretty well established, and it's all relatively straightforward. You just have to bite it off a little bit at a time and, and just keep chipping away at it. And uh, that's that. The grind of that is the hard part, in my opinion. It's putting in that work over years. Um, and most people, you know, do it. I do it out of just because I enjoy it. I guess some people have to do it for jobs and stuff, and that's probably makes it harder because like I got to do this thing. I got to stay in shape and I got to be proficient with this, you know, with this rifle and this gun over the course of 15 year career, 20 year career. But for me, it's fun. So that's probably part of the reason I stick to it for no other reason than I enjoy it. And, and because I don't want to get, you know, get bodied in a parking lot somewhere if I can help it. But yeah, man. I think that certainly helps, right? Like that's a valid point. Like shit, shit will be, shit will be easier if you just, if you really, you know, you like it, you, you know, you care about it, you know? But, but man, I think that's the, one of the things I guess is a counterpoint is like, well, well, in your case, it's not your job. So that's cool. But like, yeah, when it is your job, I'm like, sorry, it's, it's, it's no longer optional, man. It's not, you know, <laughs> and mandatory uh, fun. yeah, mandatory fun, dude, you know, l- learn to love it, you know, <laughs> but uh, nah, man, I, I, I think the one thing I guess I would say is that you know, motivation comes and goes, but discipline is what carries you through when, when that lapses, you know, 
yeah, that's the, that's a good throwback to the uh, the chart I was talking about. As you, as you get as you fill that chart out and you're like, oh, I'm forty I'm forty lines into this thing, um, and I only see another forty lines. That means I'm half done. And so I I found that when that is that that kind that kind of feeling in your stomach is there that I'm running out of time, the motivation and the discipline are easier as a general thing. But yes, in, but of the two, clearly motivations watching a YouTube video and hearing Rich Piana pump up music, eight hour arm workout lift you know whatever it is and, and then like but and then five minutes you're like oh, okay whatever what's but you just got to go punch you got to go punch the card man got to go got to go get it done yeah discipline yep. Yep. so uh anything else in your mind you gotta you gotta beef with anybody uh thing you know nah i don't want i don't i it's not worth calling anybody out no, no nobody's making me mad at the moment i'm kind of just vibing dude I'm just, having, I'm just having a we good like time. It, yeah, I'm, like I'm, I've been enjoying my jiu-jitsu training and um, enjoying that, <laughs> trying to get back strong again. And just everybody, you know, I just wish, wish more gun dudes would try some jiu-jitsu, give it six months of that, see how they like that. I think that's important um, for a lot of reasons, community, fitness, skills. It's a lot of stuff, ch- checking a lot of boxes at once and being time efficient. I think that's a good way to be time efficient is a grappling sport if you can. Uh, is another thing for jujitsu guys and get strong as you can. Cause that's the primary means that we interact with the, with the environment strength, um, not speed or agility, but the stronger you are, the easier everything else gets. So get as strong as you can get, pick up a barbell. And, uh, that's my, <laughs> that's what I would tell gun guys that are, that are deeply in the gun guy side of it to do. Yeah, man. Like, so, uh, you know, I don't think anybody here will dispute that, you know, cardio is important. Right. But like, in our lives, there, there's very little reason to be, like, running around. It's kind of a useless activity, right? Like, unless you like it. Cool, you know? But, like, there are other ways to get cardio, like jujitsu. Like, I'll tell you what, man. Like, fighting for f- six minutes, that shit is hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, grappling cardio is its own – I think it's its own subset of cardio, as far as I can tell. Because you can you, – I mean, it's essentially a full-out isometric – hold for that long and it's a sprint for that long and it's everything all at once grappling is a tremendous workout man if for no other reason than fitness it's good to have but then there's all the other side benefits and how it plugs in to the to the weapon side honestly because if you learn to can in an entangled gunfight we start monitor you can, you're able to monitor limbs and hands keep people's hands from their belts take them to the ground control their arms get cuffs on them or you know disarm them using you know rip their shoulder off to, to, to disarm the knife like they plug in real well together, and um, a lot of guys are leaving that out, and I think they shouldn't be. Oh, for sure, man. Like, you know, taking something like, you know, ECQC, that's a that's definitely a a, a revealing experience, man. Yeah, jiu-jitsu is cheat codes for the streets, as far as I can tell. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I'm, I remember. So, uh, I, I love jiu-jitsu because – Way, way more than any gun drill. Like jujitsu is a very clear mirror of where your skill skill level is actually at. Yeah. Um, I remember I I, I started doing jujitsu uh, when I was still in the Marine Corps. So like, you know, they they had a dude on base. I was out in Japan, so they had some like black belt. Like I don't remember how many red tabs, but dude, dude could roll anyway. Teaching the class there, I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of fun. Like, you know, I'm in, I'm in good shape. Like, get got a little bit of this like 
McMap experience, right? I think I think I can figure out this jujitsu thing. And I go to my first round, and I get done. I'm like, oh my god, I got my ass handed to me. And then the next day, it's like I I it's like my whole body is sore, like all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. You definitely it's a different thing, man. I've been training since 2011, uh, and I'm a purple belt. I because of the health stuff, I had to take some years off, and my son being born, etc. But I kind of kept coming. I keep coming back to it, and I'm, I'm, you know, well in my purple belt now. So, um, I, it, the, you know, it got its hooks in me, as it were. And but that doesn't have to be true for everyone. Not everyone needs to be a lifer. You know what I mean? It's you just need to have an understanding of what it's like to uh, to have to move someone around that doesn't want to be moved around, pretty much, and uh, get a, get an idea for that. I think that's useful. I think that's useful. So we've we've been talking to a few people about. In interacting with the people around you, and be that in meat space or cyberspace, I, I'd be I'd be curious to hear some of your your thoughts on how do you how do you approach dealing with other humans? Right, you run it you run a social media page, which inevitably means somebody uh, is going to show up and be a jackass on there. Uh, um, man, regarding on, I mean, I think anybody that knows me and in meat space would say I'm a sweetheart because I think I am, but online I try to be too, man. I try to be really patient and I try to, I've been online since forever, like since I was a kid. So I'm pretty good at can tell, I can tell a troll. I really have a good eye for it. Well, I know when they're, they don't know what they're talking about and they think they do. And I know that they're trying to, if someone's trying to be mean and I usually get, I try to like turn it around and act either like I don't know what they're doing and then talk to them very earnestly again for the onlookers or, but I'm, I'm never just like, you're an idiot. Leave me, you know, go away. I have banned a few people, but in general, I try to be very patient and put on a, essentially a performance for all the onlookers just to see this guy get slam dunked without him even knowing he's being slam dunked. Like he thinks, I'm, you know what I mean? But I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, nothing, I'm not a special people, you know, I'm, I'm not good at that. I just kind of try to be nice and, and hope that that works out. So far it has, so far it has for me. Well, that's, that's kind of why I asked though, is because we've, you know, we've, had had a cop on that we talked to a little bit about that, and then we had Brian and Greg that we talked to about that, where which that is that is their thing, doing the brain side of training. So just a, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to what those other dudes said because I'm curious. What, like, what am I doing? What could I be doing better? But I mean, again, I, I don't have any. It, the cool thing about my my stuff is it's completely a labor of love. I don't. There's no financial. I'm just doing it. Like. I could shut it down tomorrow. And I, the only thing that would bum me out is that like, I wouldn't get to interact with some of the people, the, the cool guys that I you know talk to, but I, I don't have like a financial stake. I don't have any sponsors to please. I don't have, I could act however I wanted, you know, and I could, but I just choose to do it this way and it's, I enjoy it or I wouldn't do it. So I'm, I'm happy that I never gave into any, I mean, not that I was offered anything, but I've never really pursued any major financial which is stupid. I mean, I'm a terrible business. That's the stupidest idea ever, but it's enjoyable. So I do it basically is where I am. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're idiots, man. We're just out here just doing this because whatever I've, I've, I've no stake in this other than just building something. That's yeah. Yeah. I think I'm paying <laughs> karma for uh, downloading a lot of music as a kid. I'm like, I got to give this information away for free. Like I owe the internet this dude. Cause I took hey, a while. Metallica, yeah, Lars is coming after me if I don't give this out. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta watch out for those boys. But anyway, yeah, so I'm 
but but seriously though, I've, I'm in my mind, it's like the internet is like, let's share information. So I mean, yeah, I've spent 12, 1300 hours of, of my time and untold amount of money <clears throat> getting this stuff over the years. And I kind of give out the relevant stuff because I just like to, I want people to know it. I think it's important. I want as many armed good guys as I can have around me. So if I give that information out and people use that righteously, cool, man. It was worth my time to learn it, to tell you those people about it, that they can protect themselves and their families. Cool. I want, I want armed dudes everywhere that are good all over the place. Yeah. That's where this project is going, man. Like cool. we're just starting with fight club in the basement, but then, you know, project, project mayhem's got to, got to spread. It, it, it must spread. It must. <laughs> it's an imperative. So I, I think that rolls nicely yeah. into our, our question for everybody to you, to you, Mark, what is it? What does it mean to not be a piece of shit? Man. I don't know. That's a good question. It's actually a harder question than it seems. It is. It is, isn't it? It's sa- it sounds simple, but it isn't easy. Is it? I want to give an eloquent response, but eloquent response, but I'm not sure I can in, in the time given. Um, you got as much time yeah. as you want, man. Just go for yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's basically you basically summed it up in the question, didn't you? Though, it's like just don't be a piece of shit. Don't be a piece of shit, and you're not a piece of shit. Um, yeah, man, just hold yourself to a higher standard than than the world holds you to. Like, don't be satisfied with people just expecting you to be a dad that you know, or you know, or a husband that just hangs out, or a, or a cop that just meets the standard uh, you know requirements for accuracy and training whatever that is, hold yourself to a higher standard. And by default, you will rise above the dudes that are pieces of shit. In my opinion. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, you know, I, I am not a dad, so I'm speaking a little bit out of turn, but just from being on the job, like father dumb could be the dividing line for me between pieces of shit and, decent humans like run across people at all all walks of life but how their how their kids act tells me way more about them than anything else interesting interesting like, so, so they're it, the kids are the, are the mirror that you see how the how the parenting is happening is that what you're saying yeah if, if it, it doesn't really matter what 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 the parent might be telling me like the kid gives me a much better indicator of what uh it tells what's actually truth. going on yeah, yeah. It tells the truth. like yeah you could people yeah kids are brutally lie, honest and i lie man but show me what you're about like <laughs> yeah, yeah kid, kids are brutally honest in all aspects oh that's yeah of course that's true yeah and i imagine as, as a as a copper you, you there, that's people's sometimes their worst day but i guess you can still see it you get an idea of of kids and how they behave and parents how they behave and yeah, man, just uh, hold yourself to a high standard and don't let the world tell you that you're doing it wrong if you believe it's right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a point we haven't had made with that question yet. Um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if how much I want to how much how much trouble I could get in for elaborating on that. But uh yeah, but I it, think man. anybody could fill in the fill in the blanks how they need to to uh to come to a conclusion on that one. I think I, yeah, I'm I'm okay with whatever elaboration, and I'll I'll probably 
inadvertently poke some people in the eye with this one, but it's how I, I would look at all the reactions to I'm just going to say all the shit of the past three years, right? There was a lot of stuff in 2020 where the mob kind of ran away with the narrative. No, really ran away with the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it at it. It's, it's interesting to see what, what we have coming out now. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm not elaborating on that one. Everyone knows the deal. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah. Let your conscience guide you a little bit. Don't roll over for him. Yeah. Well, perfect. Mark, you want to plug your your pages and any other projects that people can find you at? Man, I'm just posting a uh, complete unhinged Instagram account. I'm just out of control. I'm an idiot. But my Facebook account, I try to keep more professional. Uh, probably be posting some garden stuff, some meat rabbit stuff, some chicken stuff, just because I've get into that season and I enjoy that. Uh, I, in 2020, I kind of got deepened on that and uh, with the same level of intensity that I got into the gun thing, I just shifted gears and got into the gardening and homesteady stuff I could do in my backyard. So I'm going to be posting about that. Um, maybe I'll write some more essays and put them on the main website officially. Um, but we'll see, you know, well, I'm, I just, again, I have no, it's like, if I feel like doing it and I think it's interesting, I'll put it up there, but otherwise I'm just not going to do it. So come hang out if you want. And I uh, hope to see you guys, some of you guys out there. Where, where do they, yeah. where do people find you, man? Like that's where. Yeah, yeah. Growing up guns on Instagram, growing up guns on Facebook, and growinguppguns.com on the internet, and that's pretty straightforward, I think. So, yeah. Cool. Perfect. Well, for our listeners, we've got Patreon up and running. We've got our Facebook page, Facebook group. I keep forgetting to start Instagram, but we probably really need one of those. <laughs> um, targets maybe are work, targets are in the works now. Targets are in the works. Yep, we've got uh, we we've got the design team. Like, actually, we have a design team working on taking our t- literal napkin drawing and turning it into a usable target. So, stay tuned for that. That'd be if huge. Yeah, yes. <laughs> if you're if you're a Patreon member, we're gonna send you some of those for free, just as a thank you for being a Patreon member. I don't have any other announcements regarding the project. So until next time. Don't be a piece of shit.